Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. I'm here with Life Johnson. Howdy. And Jason Cross. Hello. On today's show, we'll talk about iOS 13 and Apple Watch rumors and more. Google is having its developers conference. Is there anything of interest for Apple users? Plus, Life Johnson will show us an iPhone tip. And we'll wrap up the show with your hot takes from the Macworld social feeds. Uh, yesterday, Apple had its... I'm sorry. Google. <laughs> yesterday, Google. Google. Yeah. Apple Google. wishes it had yes. some of that stuff. <laughs> Google I.O. is happening right now. It's the Google Developer Conference. They had their keynote yesterday, and people are probably going, wait a minute, this is the Macworld podcast. Why are you guys talking about Google? Well, as everyone knows, Google and Apple are competitors, and we also like to talk about what Google's happening what that could mean for Apple users and Apple products and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think it's a good idea to talk about what they've shown. And you Google look at any shown. kind of like Android, Reddit, or subreddit or something like that, they're going to be talking about Apple, trust me. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, so many of uh, Google's apps and services run on iOS. Yes. Right. And people use them on iOS right. and stuff. Although, honestly, most of what they show is pretty much exclusive to their Android platforms yeah. Right. Yeah, for the iOS stuff that we've seen. But... You know, I, I have a Google Home Hub mm -hmm. yeah. that I use together with, you know, my Apple stuff and everything. And I've said this before, account. but I really admire Google when they do, like, you know, services for everyone. And, you know, since sure. they've ventured into hardware where it's like, ooh, we got to really play up our Pixel phones. I, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. not kind of like the dream of the 90s, you know, where right. you know, it was like technology for everyone you know, on, via the Internet without hardware. Well, you're that. you're the product in Google's things. That's like true. They're, right. they're an advert. People they, are the product. They make money through selling you ads. Yeah. So the more they can have you using their services, the more that they can they're they're not as far as we can tell, they're not selling people's personal information. They're scooping up a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, uh but they're just using that for their own products and and I haven't seen a lot of reports of it sort of getting out there or right, right, developers right. being able to like use APIs to get all your data out of Google that you're not supposed to and everything. That part I'm not so worried about, but they certainly need you in their services and gathering all that data to sell you targeted ads or to sell let yeah. other people sell you targeted ads and stuff. So so that's therefore everyone pitch is self-serving. And Google is important. I have Gmail on my iPhone's dock. So it, sure. you know, it's yeah. There's a lot of talk about Android in terms of uh, its features and uh, in terms of privacy. Maybe the marquee product that maybe the general consumer would probably be drawn to is Google's new phone, the Pixel 3a. Weird name. It's a weird yeah, name. It's totally weird. I mean, yeah. not that Apple could of, talk was, about weird names. But. I was like, 3A, does that mean it's just an iteration? And then, I, then the second thing I thought was, is that a capital A or a lowercase A? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so. sounds like what, that's normally what you do if like you made something just one notch better. Yeah. Like you right. just revised the Pixel 3 and you would call it the 3A, but that's not what it is. Just like uh, Apple does with the S, mm -hmm. kind of. Right. You know, yeah. 5, 5S back in the day or more to the point so. to see yeah right mm -hmm. but this phone is an interesting phone because it is an iterative phone mm -hmm. but there were a few things about this phone that kind of made you go oh that's a direct kind of they're shooting across the bow here oh you know? totally yeah so of of apple but also samsung and everybody right else, it, not just apple phones. but of all these phones that have like seen a rise in price lately yep you know this phone starts at 399 yeah which is there's an xl version i think starts at 429 something like 439 yeah. something like that uh what's interesting about this phone and mike simon actually wrote an article about it on our website that you can take a look look at on our website, and we mm -hmm. also oh, I'll put a link in the show notes, is that this is a new phone, mm -hmm. whereas Apple yep. kind of takes, what Apple does is they take older phones and then they just lower the price of it and make that the lower price offering. Yeah. This is a new phone with with new specs and, and, and stuff, so it's an interesting approach. Right. It's the, new, and it's, but it's not, they they tried to say this is a way you can use all this cool new stuff we're building mm -hmm. on a phone that doesn't cost eight hundred dollars, yeah. which is true. And they put the same camera that they have in the high end Pixel Three in this phone, but it is a mid range 
chip, which is not something Apple does. Apple just makes the best chip and then lets it get old, and right. that's their mid-range chips. Right. <laughs> and then and but Qualcomm and those guys, they make cheaper, lower power chips that are half as fast as, and everything. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's got less storage and stuff like that. It's plasticky, you know. So right. it's this is this is their this is most like the 5C when Apple mm -hmm. made the 5C. Yeah, when yeah I think the decided. 5C was a better comparison. Yeah. 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 It's not really the SE, which was taking an existing old body, right. premium body, and just sticking the newest chip in it. This right. is kind of the inverse of that. It's taking kind of a lower power chip, but still a good camera and sticking it in a plasticky body with less storage and stuff and getting that price down. The other thing that makes it very interesting is that in the past, past versions of the Pixel phone, while it's a competitor to iPhone and even other Android phones because mm -hmm. it was only available on like what one or two carriers in the US uh it was you could you could buy it from Google and run it on any carrier mm -hmm. but who does that right. in the US and and in carrier stores you could only get it from Verizon right mm -hmm. which is the biggest carrier but it's still not it's a third of the yeah you know consumers yeah. or something yeah so it it limits the yeah. availability or how much they can sell but now now they i forget how many carriers they're, they're all, having all the majors all in the, the US. Major ones. Okay. yeah yeah and give you an idea for comparison the 5c when it launched in 2013 without a contract because it was contract age that was 549 right yeah. So, yeah yeah it was not a budget phone mm -hmm, right. it was no. less expensive but it wasn't everyone thought they were going to make a budget phone and all they did was make a little bit less expensive phone right like the 10r yeah, the 10R is, is a better, you know, sort of our modern 5C. It's right. just everything's gotten so expensive. Right, but the 10R starts at what, 799? 749. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because everything. But it's still 150 bucks less than their other premium phones, right? right? Mm -hmm. So that's, right. that's the point. Do you think Apple could or should do something like this? Maybe not 399, maybe... Or twenty nine. I mean, we've or been four, saying four fifty. Yeah. Or four or four fifty. But like, what could they? How could they get a new iPhone to that kind of price range? Can yeah. you wirelessly to... charge this new Pixel? That's one thing I don't know. You can't. I uh, didn't think so. Yeah, it's not a. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it's a wireless. So you can get rid not. of that. Yeah. I don't. Well, that's believe... cheap. Yeah. Wireless charging coils are dirt cheap. Yeah, but I, what I was thinking, you could get rid of the the body, you know, make it a lot cheaper body. They yeah, you, like the yeah. The uh, first thing you'd have to do is make a plastic body. Yeah, right. Plastic body, and then you don't use an OLED. Uh -huh. LCD, LCD, but they're still that's still way up. There. Right. It, yeah. You have to do that. You I mean, we're still that. we're still not getting two hundred fifty bucks off the price of a. Price. Let's say even to go right. five hundred dollars, we're not getting like two hundred fifty dollars yes. off the price of a ten R yet. They got to dump Face ID, which yeah. right. stinks. But yeah. that's. Right. A, that's so expensive. Yeah. That's ex expensive. To That's like yeah. a bunch of sensors. Maybe for Apple, yeah, you keep it as a, a phone with a home button. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they have to either use an older processor, which you don't want to do because you lose the neural engine and stuff. And then, right. then you have bad photography. Mm -hmm. Right. Or really Apple, I think to really do this, Apple would have to make a mid-range processor. Mm -hmm. Make a processor with a yeah. less powerful cpu gpu less right. cash right. but still the great image processor and still the great neural engine that's the right. way they could say this has all our best features right but it just isn't as fast and of course storage you can you can play with having less storage google does have a significant advantage in terms of their camera because mm -hmm. they figure out a way to implement through software mm -hmm. a lot of camera improvements like the low light uh, sure. Photography. Yeah. Where Apple seems to depend a lot more on hardware. I think that's. I think that's so. a misnomer. They they actually, if you look at sensors and stuff, they've got the same Sony sensors yeah. or within the same generation. There's no real difference. And Apple does like just to take the picture that you're taking mm -hmm. an incredible amount of software. They take like 12 exposures now or something, right. and do all this computational photography stuff. I think I I think Google's just a little ahead of it. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And number two, Google is willing to take a second or two to process your photo. Mm -hmm. They're willing to let you snap the photo mm -hmm. and, and see it right then. But like when you go to look at it. It's not as fast. It takes, you know, you have to, there's like a couple of seconds of little loading while it finishes processing That's your serious. photo. And Apple seems to want to do everything in only real time. Right. Mm -hmm. 
which I think you could have specific modes, like a specific super low light mode where you snap that picture and I can't look at it for two seconds because yeah. you're really going to crunch it for right, <laughs> 30 right. times as long, you know. So I think there's a philo- philosophical difference, yeah. too, uh, yeah. beyond just Google being out ahead yeah. on yeah. computation. Yeah, because what I was thinking was you can get away with using not the newest camera because your software is doing a lot of the work for you, and Apple doesn't have that quite yet. But they but they, they right. really do have the same – like the Sony sensor right. that right. are in an – an iPhone right. and and the Pixel three and the three A has the same Pixel dual. Yeah. So uh, well, well then because then Google can use an quote unquote older camera mm-hmm. in the three A and still produce yeah very good. Image I don't quality think they do that or competitive. Looking or, at the specs, like we don't have the exact model number of the sensor, but I don't think they do. Mm. I think it's the same back camera. They don't have. The regular Pixel 3 has two front-facing cameras, like the ultra-wide mm-hmm. selfie camera, and they dump that. Mm-hmm. So it's just the one regular front camera. Okay. And the front camera, I think, is different, too. It's got a different F-stop, so yeah. it's probably a different whole the whole thing. I think that's where they spent all the money is they said, well, we're going to put in a mid-range processor and less storage and all this other stuff, but the, we're, that back camera will be the same. That's that's our big right. spend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And LCD, you know. Yeah. No. Oh, and the 3A has a headphone jack. Oh, right. They yeah, added they a, a headphone jack. Yeah, yeah, they made a big deal out of that. Yeah, that's fine. And, Which, and a very targeted, you know, kind of side swipe to Apple when they announced it. But too. they don't have one on the 3. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, right. like, what are you doing? Is there just more room in there? Did you put a smaller battery or something? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you? Right. It, or could you have always fit it and you just didn't do it on the 3? <laughs> Because that's not what premium phones do now or something. Or were they, when they were engineering it, they took out so many things and they were like, hey, wait, there's room for a headphone jack now. <laughs> that's what it yeah, like. that's something. true. I don't something. know. You know, it's, yeah. Right. It's kind of an, you're right. It's kind of an odd thing that your high-end phone doesn't have it, but your low-end phone If does. you're going to go out there and tell everybody you've got it and isn't that cool. And yeah. it's yeah. not, not really on your high-end yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't pitch it this way, but it philosophically makes sense to have it on your affordable phone because those would be the customers who also can't go out there and buy right. pixel buds or airpods or whatever they can't afford you know or, that's or they don't they choose not to buy right wireless yeah. because they don't want to make the, the expense yes yep. the pixel 3a is available well it's for sale now is it shipping yet i don't know i don't know i yeah. probably not yeah. usually it takes a week or two so we'll we'll have a PC World is going to work on a review of it, and you know Adam, our uh, video producer is probably going to do a camera shootout. So we'll have uh, more information about the Pixel Three A coming in the near future, courtesy of our sister publication PC World. Yeah, I can't wait for people to tear it down and we see where they really right. yeah. cheaped out and where they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say cheaped out; it's probably <laughs> an excellent four hundred dollar right. yes. new phone. Where they were able to make the cost. That's also a great price for all these carrier deals where, like, when you start a new line or transfer or something, they start giving you, like, $400 off. That's a price where you could practically make it free. Yeah. Or the buy one, get one deals and all these things that aren't really deals because you got to move a number over or sign a new line up or something. So now that it's all the carriers and it's that price, I think this is going to do really well. I think it's going to do really well pixels too. Pixels have yeah, not yeah. before. Yeah, and I think Apple needs to figure out a, a way to respond. They won't. They won't be able to do it this year, probably. Mm-hmm. But next year, it'd be interesting to see if I Apple bet they responds. Won't. I don't I, think they I, can. I have a feeling they they won't either. Yeah, I think as long. I think Apple doesn't care about quote market share in the sense that like how many what percentage of new phones people are buying, mm-hmm. as long as the number of active iPhone users keeps going up. Right. Like they're right. Fun, they're happy to let you just keep owning your old iPhone. And not upgrading as long as you don't switch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? right. Uh, because they're going to be all about how much can they get out of you in services. Well, see, so, that was a yeah. thing in the past. I believe that you know you could say that like a Android phone might have a better camera and all this stuff like this. But I think you could always make the case that the iPhone was a better overall phone, especially with the stuff that was announced yesterday. Though that's getting less and less the case. So that's that's what I'm worried about. I you know? f- feel like that's every Google I/O though. Yeah. We see all this yeah. stuff that's coming in the future or coming just to Pixel phones or is it there? It's in the works, and you go, oh wow. But then, 
you know, by the time Apple announces their new phone and right. yeah, there's particularly it's one thing that gap. they announced yesterday that we're going to be talking about in a second where I was like, that looks cool, but in practice, well, I let's get into that. Like, what is yeah, it? let's yeah. do that. Yeah. What's that? What is the thing? Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> you know I want to jump ahead here, but you know, Go it was ahead, the yeah. one where it was the, you know, where she where she did the rapid firing of all the different things that you can ask Google Assistant, you know, to do. Oh, right. Strike, and it was like one of the nice things about being able to say blank Siri and you know Alexa and stuff like <laughs> that is that it knows that it, it's actually listening to you. Sure. A lot of that stuff that's going on there, I could say you having a conversation with somebody and it accidentally right. interpreting you as wanting you know wanting it from the phone when you're actually just asking your friend. Right. That's what I was really. There was a about. moment, yeah, where they were talking about um, uh, updating the assistant to a new voice model that's on the device that's really fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just responds to you and does things super quick. Yes. Uh, that was the point. Um, and they said, and I'm going to set off people's stuff here, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but they said, they said, hey, Google, do this. And then just started saying, do that, do that. And they didn't say a new, hey, Google, every time. Right. That's actually out now. Yes. That's how it's been out. That's if you have a Google out. Home, you can do that. Uh -huh. All it does is... Um, it, it there's a gap. Okay. After a couple seconds, it doesn't do that anymore. So that was why the rapid so have fire to, was important. Yeah. Uh, and so you can do that now. Like I can say, hey, Google set a timer for 20 minutes. And then I can say, what's the weather tomorrow? Oh, and add uh, milk to my shopping list. And it will do those things yeah. without having to say, hey, Google, every time. Right. And, but after, after about two seconds of not giving it another command, it you now got to say who. Right. So sense. as long as there's one at the start, and that, that's an existing feature, mm -hmm. it's just going to be much, much more useful when it can go as fast as all this stuff that they showed. And that was really cool, actually. I really yes. love how – I love two things about it. I love how there was a little text line at the bottom of the phone screen showing what Google heard. Yes. Instead yeah. of a pop-up or drop-down, instead of right. Siri taking over the whole screen, it was like a little – thumbnail at the bottom right reminiscent which, of the volume display on exactly iPhone. yeah should go away i yeah. really want <laughs> not only do i want siri to get better but once i saw that i thought you know i never thought of this because all the phones have sort of take over the screen with the assistant yeah. but i kind of want the assistant just to like have a little line at the bottom and leave me on my screen yes so i love that and i just love that they very quickly could like launch apps and switch to this and send a picture a lot of it wasn't new features it was all just how fast Google Assistant will hear and respond yeah. to you. Apparently, one of the cool things was is that they managed to condense the speech recognition model to where it only takes up like 50 megabytes, which means mm -hmm. that it can actually fit on your phone without the need for an internet connection. I was hiking in the Redwoods this weekend, and you know, I would have been nice because I, I, you know, was in a place where we didn't have connection for miles, and I, you know, there was something that was like, okay, well, we're gonna turn back in five minutes if we, you know, we don't find something yet, and I just tried to set a you know a timer on a serial on my apple watch and it didn't work because i didn't have internet connection i was huh. like really yeah <laughs> so, it's funny because there are some things you can do without an internet connection uh -huh. i'm really surprised and and that certainly just the speech model isn't it i'm surprised yes. timers isn't one yeah. of them maybe only on apple watch yeah that could be on apple watch yeah but you know when did you, you had your phone with you too though yes i did yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. that is weird yeah, so that yeah, it was cool that they compressed the model down a lot. They're really working on that kind of stuff. I wonder how big the model is for all of the Siri stuff. Uh, there was also some cool with Google Assistant. There was some cool uh, driving mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. that was neat. So it lets you like resume your podcast and uh, right. you know give you directions to the place where you need to go the second you plug it in or say, "Hey Google, let's drive." Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's cool that you know because it's it does it by sensing if you if you're trying to connect to the Bluetooth on your car or if you say, "Hey Google, let's drive." I think is. Yeah. And then every query that you have for it afterwards. It knows that it's in relation to the trip that you're taking. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and it pops up a a, a a really simplified big interface that you could use yeah. in your car and go like just to tap on resuming the playlist you were doing right. or or the directions to the thing that's in your calendar or whatever yeah. it is. You know. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been driving and I try to invoke Siri to help me do something in relation to my driving and it just doesn't work it doesn't just work. huh so and then i have to ask whoever i'm driving with to, to i know could you phone. look this up could you feel yeah 
Yeah. So what, what other changes were? What well, it's important, I think, to say that, too, that this quote unquote stuff, I believe, is only coming to Pixel phones. So if you have other. Android, some of it is and some of it's. Yeah, some of it. But some of it's on the um, the home stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. As as it was last year, uh, Google's just way out ahead mm-hmm. on this assistant stuff, on yes. this digital assistant yeah. stuff. They're just. And I think I think I mean, you look at the hires and stuff that Apple's made. I think they're. Back on track. They're trying. They're back on track. It's going to take some time. I mean, if they put every effort into it that Google does, if they put drive it just as hard, that just keeps them two years behind. Like to catch up, they have to do more. They shouldn't have to catch up. They had a lead. It was like, it was crazy. And, you know, that just surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't believe they dropped such a lead. It was so obvious that that was like going to be a great thing of the, the future. Yeah. At some point during the presentation, I was going to tweet, Apple should just incorporate Google Assistant. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at my timeline and someone else yeah. had tweeted the same thing. So yeah. I just said, all right, yeah, I'm not going to tweet that anymore. Ne- never, though. God, <laughs> it never. It won't happen, but no. still. it's They're never going to let Google suck up your data like that. No. Speaking of sucking up data, there was, Google made the point to emphasize privacy yep. yeah. during their keynote. Yeah, and privacy and security. Yeah, so you know, I I can't I, I won't go into specifics as to you know this and that. They were they were talking about this and that, but it did seem like it was definitely like a response to all the things that Apple has been saying about yeah. mm-hmm. about how they don't sell their data and things like that. Well, I remember Facebook tried that in a recent thing, and everybody <laughs> laughed at them. <laughs> the audibly. future yeah. is <laughs> private. Yeah, they had this, the future is private, and you were just like, ugh. Yeah, future maybe your presence not very. They uh, Google's doing one thing that they talked about that I thought was really interesting with the privacy angle is that they have been in the past sucking up user data that they use to train all their AI models, mm-hmm. um, and they anonymize it as much as they can and stuff like that. But still, you're transferring a bunch of stuff to Google, and then in the cloud, they train an AI model. And then they redistribute that to their products to make it better. They're doing a new thing now, which is very similar to what Apple has been doing, where they'll run, they'll update their uh, AI models for each person on their device. Then they send all just those models up, which Mm -hmm. doesn't incorporate your actual usage data. It's just a machine learning weightings and neural networks and new words and stuff goes, goes back up to the, and then they, combine all those together and send a new, better model out to all the phones. So the example they gave was in your keyboard, instead of having to look at all the texture typing and send text and sentences anonymized up to the server, instead, they train the keyboard based on your the text you input to recognize new words and better make better suggestions and stuff. They send that new model up to, ever, to the cloud. Mm-hmm. They train a new model and they send it out to everyone so that when a bunch of users, millions of users start using a new word or phrase, uh, that gets the, everyone gets the benefit of that without them having to, quote, watch what everyone's typing. Right. And for them to do that with everything from, you know, map data and everything else. So hopefully that's the model that they'll be able to incorporate with all their machine learning stuff going forward that's going to be really big for privacy yeah Yeah. it's going to be a real it's a real sea change in how google operates right entirely not to grab everyone's personal data outside of the services they provide like obviously gmail they're the server they have your mail (laughs) right there there is no way not for them not to have your mail data yeah it's interesting point that google is making you know it's Especially when the company is known for making money off of your data. <laughs> yeah, Sunder so. made a little dig this morning, I think, mm-hmm. or in an interview yet yesterday at Apple, kind of complaining about how Apple sells privacy as a luxury good because mm. Apple stuff's so expensive. And we, Mike Simon, wrote a thing where he kind of complained about that too. If I Apple's going to talk about all, or was that you? Mm, that was me. That was you. Mm-hmm. Uh, about if Apple's. If Apple's going to uh-huh. talk about how important privacy is and stuff, but mm-hmm. doesn't make products everyone can afford, then they de facto make it so that like, well, yeah. if you're rich, you get privacy. And if you're not, you have to use yeah. one of our competitors' products where they yeah. steal your data. Part of me has to wonder how effective the whole privacy angle is. Whenever... I struggle to care, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, it's, it's slightly important to me, but at the same time, I understand the benefit that I'm getting from 
like using Google. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So I'm willing to make certain sacrifices, but I'm not willing to do certain things. Uh, Maybe I'm a little more conscious than a general user about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to admit, way back in the day when, you know, people were talking about, you know, it was just when GPS was taken off on phones and people like the Wall Street Journal were like, look, your iPhone tracked you all the way, you know, from across the eastern seaboard. And I was like, well, yeah, that's how that type of technology works. Yeah. (laughs) So I wasn't that surprised by it. Yeah. I don't run into people who go, yeah, I'm not using, I dropped Android because I, I want to protect my right. privacy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as much as it's been a real, I mean, it's been, Facebook's been in the news for this constantly. It's, yeah, that's another. Is it hurting one. Facebook's no. user numbers? No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I dropped my Facebook account. Lots of people right. I know quit, but those are just people who, like, I'm in this bubble. Like, they still have... 2 billion, 2.4 billion users <laughs> right. or something. And there, no, there's no significant dent at all from right. them constantly abusing your privacy. And it's, th- it's like I've been hearing people say, you know, in regards to Twitter, you were talking about living in the bubble, where you've been seeing this a lot Twitter lately, where they say Twitter is not real life. So yeah. all this stuff that we see as a big totally. controversy yeah. on yeah. there is not affecting a lot I of I think people. most people don't make this, the distinction between a company taking the data that you, quote, give it, and using it to to show you ads and stuff mm-hmm. and companies like what Facebook's been caught doing taking way more data than you yeah. think you're giving it mm-hmm. and doing it using it for way more than just improving their right. products or right. selling you ads mm-hmm. but but actually like making it available to right. outside parties who are going to yes. do bad stuff yeah. with it you know I, I don't think people understand or make that distinction at all yeah. so this privacy push is hard because it's in the news a lot mm-hmm. and nobody se- still seems to care where yeah. i care about it is is you know that apple's fight to make iPhones hard to unlock and encrypting data and stuff like sure. that. Yeah. That is where I actually care. I don't really care so much if Google's following me or, you know, and track because that helps me get to where I'm going and stuff. But actually giving <laughs> yeah. you access to my phone, you know, when I don't want you to have access to it, you know, right. um, yeah. that does actually mean a lot to me. Yeah. I just want, I just want all these companies to be clear about mm-hmm. what right. data they're taking from you right. and let you have control over it, let you see. And then I make, can make things yeah. make things opt in, right? <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, we've been tracking your location, even though you not in a map app, just you know, it's a social media feed thing. But we've been tracking your location everywhere. Like what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say you could do yeah. that. Well, you can opt out. No, 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 no. That's not yeah. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some other features that Google revealed with Android Q, I believe it's being mm-hmm. called. Yeah, Q is a new live caption feature. That's cool. So this is a feature where it creates captions in real time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, watching any video. That's also local on your phone, which is nuts. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. There's a new focus mode, which is supposed to basically... It's not a camera thing. It's not a camera <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, I was, yeah, I was trying to figure out a way. It's not a camera thing. It's a it's a usage thing. Yeah, it's Sounds a way like to like monitor. You do not disturb, usage. but it's also you can turn off like Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. get to say these apps are high priority, uh-huh. and then silence everything but uh, but these things. I yeah. liked that. That's, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I think uh, iOS and and for that matter Android for a long time have had to make some nuance between. Whether it's a focus mode or a do not disturb mode or something, mm-hmm. we're at the point now where all notifications are not equal. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say, ah, silence my notifications. Mm-hmm. And all Apple's ever done with that is say, well, if somebody tr- calls you repeatedly, let them through, mm-hmm. which is not enough. Like people get notifications from security systems and stuff now. You need to be able to say, no, no, my Nest alerts are important. Yeah. Those, those should come through do not disturb. Mm-hmm. And, and the, while that's not exactly what this focus mode is, it's that's where we're getting to. We're getting the ability mm-hmm. to say, ah, this is high priority. Yeah. yeah. And I really think Apple needs to learn from that. It's interesting, though, because like, like one thing I retweeted the other day was they, you know, because that, that was why screen time never worked for me. And it was like, OK, you've used up your Twitter allotment for the day. And then it has to ignore it at the bottom. And it was they brought up that meme where it's the two frogs and say, I put the cookies in the box. We can have no longer cookies, but we can open the box. That is true. And yeah. I was just like, you can just hit ignore it. And that's what I kept finding myself doing, too. So. Yeah, but I, I like because I do. I have to do not disturb on right now, so we can have this podcast. And so I like you know a mode that makes it simple, you know, for that yeah. type of thing. Uh, one thing I noticed on social media is that a lot of people were saying that uh, 
new Android is basically a ripoff of of the, the of the iOS UI of the gestures. Oh yeah, the gestures oh, are yes. very yeah. uh, iPhone. And I, I was surprised by looking, you know, at the, the Android fans, how like very few of them seem to grasp that. And it was like, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really surprising, I guess. I mean, when Apple takes their their premium phone and just ditches the entire home button, mm-hmm. and right. and not like Android phones where it's like, well, we put it on the back, you know, or something, but right. just gone. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have to figure out a way that every uh, an interface for multitasking and switching apps and stuff that makes sense to people that's discoverable right. and makes sense right you know and i i don't think there's a lot of room for like wacky creativity without making things hard to right i was kind of thinking why would you want to make them so different from ios gestures mm-hmm. because they're yeah. there and they work and yeah. they and they make sense yeah you know the gestures they aren't apple can't go and like trademark them or copyright them or whatever they're, they're yeah. not proprietary it's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say yeah you know so for google to make some weird gesture just because mm-hmm. it's unique and different from exactly. ios doesn't seem to make sense it'd be like me. if you reround time to when everybody's starting this and you said well tapping and holding on your icons mm-hmm. to to drag them into folders you know we we don't do that because it's the same <laughs> as iOS. Like yeah, right. eh, everybody gets that. Just do right. that, you know. Right. Well, yeah. You know, and I know people are resistant to it, but like I let a coworker borrow the iPad Pro the other day, and uh, she, you know, was not familiar with the gestures. She was like, "This is so weird." And it's like, eh. I was like, "You you get used to it." I said, "These days, I find the home button really clunky." Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just you know, once you get past that initial. You know, getting, I mean, it took me like a day to get used to them. And now I, I can't, like I said, when I go back to like the iPad mini and stuff, I was like, man, this is really interesting. Well, when you use a di- device with a home button, it feels weird. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I kind of, it feels like I wish they had both. Yeah. I wish they let me yeah. also just drag up from the bottom of the screen, even though there's a home button there. Right. That's true. I wish yes. I could be able to do that. Yeah. That's like, a why very not? good point. Yeah. 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 I don't see what's what's the problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Start training people with home buttons for future products yeah. that don't have yeah. them. <laughs> yes. So we have full coverage, courtesy of our sister publication, PC World, on Google I.O. If you'd like to read more information, check out our website. Check out the show notes. So now it's time for our feature discussion. Earlier this <laughs> week, Bloomberg and uh, Mark Gurman posted an article about big kind of scoop, I guess, le- yeah, about leaks about scoop. iOS 13, mm-hmm. uh, some of the new features that are coming out. He kind of went into nothing, a totally deep dive, but he went and covered some of the major features that are going to be... It's a lot of stuff, yeah. It was a lot of stuff. And Mac OS and watch os and he yes. just basically said like ha they've got <laughs> they've got no news next yeah. month because yeah. i just, this here's right. everything yeah here's all this stuff so ios 13 yeah it's, it's this is basically a preview of what's going to happen at wwdc some of the new features that come out do you guys have one that that stands out in terms of like a, a feature that german covers God, so many you know there was the the um he said it's codenamed Yukon, mm-hmm. and, and they that they're already already working on, f- already working on next year's mm-hmm. codenamed Azul. Azul. Yeah, now, iOS thirteen doesn't have the like Mac OS Cal- insert California yeah, location. They just do. They just do the number. And I guess they're not going to avoid the number thirteen, like old elevators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're not supersti- superstitious that way. No, Thank God. So, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> very yeah. Well, maybe they will change the na- the naming. Uh, like they did with Mac OS, because it used to, for the longest time, it was Mac OS 10. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, it got so old that they had to change it. Right. Do yeah. you think when Marzipan becomes a thing that they will start naming iOS and Mac OS the same? Like it would be. That would be so uh, great. Yukon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, either, either that or just give them the same number. Yes. Just start right. calling it. Uh, you know, Mac OS 13 and iOS 13, 13 and, yes. and watch OS. They'd have to get watch OS on the same page because we're on watch OS <laughs> six. Like, like yeah. just, yeah, just get it all on the same page, whether you start with new numbers or whatever, right. give yes. them all new names. Yeah. Just call them all Apple OS yeah. or right. something. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that stood out to me. Uh, the first thing on his list was that he, I'll read it off. It says for the second year in a row, uh, 
the, the software for the second year in a row will speed up the devices and reduce bugs. Mm -hmm. There will be user interface tweaks, including a new animation when launching multitasking and closing apps. The widgets that appear to the left of the home screen will also have a cleaner look. That was such a th hit with everyone last year that they finally like went back and said, like, we're going to dig deep in the code and yeah. make things go fast. And it made a lot of old devices feel like new again. Yes. If you had an iPad Air, like, 2, that suddenly felt... 10 times faster right that was great and i don't think there's that much low-hanging fruit to get that far mm -hmm. again right. i think the couple of specific things they got they did to get make it go faster like that's those are the big uplift you know there's not that much but it's great to see them keeping that as a high high priority yeah right? yeah and i want to see them get on stage and talk about that maybe they'll do things with animations and stuff to make things feel snappier mm -hmm. but that's great just keep doing that let yeah. people enjoy their four-year-old phone right Hopefully, it'll still run on all the old, old phones. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they won't have to cut off the 5S and the, and the SE and stuff, but yeah. you know, we'll see. Sounds like they're also going to be redoing the Reminders app, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that needs it. So it'll do things mm -hmm. like uh, all tasks, schedule tasks, and flag tests. It doesn't sound quite like I would be ready to give up Things 3 because I like how I can use that for other things. Believe it or not, I actually also use it as an outliner tool because it has a projects and, you know, checking off that is a really good way to, you yeah. know, check off what I've done for my outline for an article or something. So Yeah, it's really good to-do app. Yeah. And there's not, Reminders is not a great to-do app, really. Yes. I just want it to be a better shopping list app. It's <laughs> it's, true. It's yeah, not. It's... You can do it, but it's not a great way yeah. to share a shopping list. And I want yeah. it to be better. Um, dark mode's in. Everybody kind of expected that when, yeah, right. when Mac OS did it last year. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll be very welcomed on iOS devices. Yes, it could could help save yeah. battery life. Maybe a swipe keyboard, yeah. which is awesome. Oh my gosh, do you guys use that? Uh, you know, I've tried to use swipe keyboards, and I can't get the hang of it. That's I me. just can't. Yeah. I miss them totally. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. not enough to like use Gboard and then have it switch back whenever I type in a password and whatever. But once you get used to them, they're so great. Yeah. Um, and the main thing to do is not be too careful. Just go fast and be inaccurate and the, the – And rely on autocorrect? It's not just autocorrect. It's like the main way that they work is, well, looking at the shape that you drew and the place that you started, it can only be these couple of words is the thing, right? So it's not – you don't have to exactly hit and land on each letter. It's just like I know what you were going for because you went for these other letters too in this order – so it's there's no way you you wrote blah 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 you know it's right. it's got to be this other word. We see how well autocorrect works. So okay. that's yeah, what worries me. <laughs> well, now, now that I understand now understanding how they work, yeah, uh -huh. might make me more better. At I'd encourage using most that. people to use yeah. keyboard or SwiftKey or Swipe or something, and just try doing it, and just try going fast and being inaccurate, okay. and see if you feel like oh oh I get it. The only thing that bothers me with those keyboards is I'll be in a sentence and I'll be going cr like cruising along, typing way faster than I could ever peck out something. And then I'll get to a proper name mm, or something right. that's not going to be in the library and I'll swipe it and it won't work because it doesn't know yeah. what I'm doing. It'll think it's some other word. I'm like, oh no, I got to peck that one out. Right? Yeah. I can't make my brain switch quickly. Right. Yeah, I, I, I have I really that editor's it. thing where like I'll swipe and then I'll I see that it's misspelling the word, so I have to yes. immediately correct it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I totally just let it go. That. Yeah, I can't yeah. correct it later. I'm bad at that too. <laughs> so okay, so maybe when the when the swipe keyboard comes out, I'll I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So. Yeah, and that's a maybe. They said uh, German right, said they true. might maybe. be just keeping that internal. as an internal mm -hmm. thing. Maybe it's not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, big big updates to health, which we would expect. Apple's all in on health, so yeah. big updates to the health app. They had one of the things they had about that was a hearing uh, health, and you know, is how loud you play your music on your uh, or loudness on your external environment. The thing I would like to see in that is remember those Aldera headphones that I reviewed. Uh, mm -hmm. One cool thing that they had in there, you know, was the idea of those was to kind of like to account for hearing loss. Yeah, and uh, I would like to see like you know some kind of that same kind of test in there. That see because it was funny. I had a hard time reviewing it because even the guy who showed it to me was surprised. He says your hearing is really good. For your age, but it was like Roman. It was like more appropriate for it. Yeah, yeah me too. My my high frequency hearing is. I have well trained ears, but my high frequency hearing is going because yes. I'm 45, and that's what happens. <laughs> so, so a health app, I'd like to see a test like. That yeah, that'd be awesome. But I really love this idea of like they have built into every product a mic that's always listening. 
because of Siri. Yeah. And it only listens for those keywords and then starts listening to your speech. But just listening, just giving an, uh, data about how loud your environment is would be easy. Mm-hmm. It's all the mic's always listening any, anyway. Yeah. So you're between your watch, your phone, your second gen AirPods, everything else, they could really give you a picture of throughout the day mm-hmm. how much exposure to loud noise you have. Yeah. It's a really clever idea. I hope that's what they're doing because that's a really clever idea yeah. and I really w- would love to see that. They also have the sleep mode, which, you know, uh, there's some shortcuts that do something similar now. But yeah. uh, but it's, it turns on do not disturb, darkens the lot screen, mutes all notification. And I like this. It'll be tied to the control center because that'll make it really easy. You know, they yeah. say we're saying that a lot of people, I think Mark was saying that people don't really use bedtime, which is going into the thing. The reason I don't use bedtime is it's for set times. And I, yeah. who goes to bed with that regularity? I sure Yeah, bedtime don't. is basically <laughs> an alarm clock. Yeah. It's terrible. You, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. There's, there's do not disturb during bedtime, which darkens your screen and stuff. But yes. we mean the bedtime mode in the clock app. Yes. Yeah. You just tell it, I want to get eight hours of sleep and I've got to be up by 630. And it goes, oh, well, you got to go to bed at 1030. And then at, at 1020, it sends you a, a notification. It goes, oh, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> like, that's not what I need. I'm watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I need more than that, and hopefully their their sleep yeah. health needs to be a place they do a better job. Bloomberg is also reporting that Apple is working on a project called Green Torch, which is essentially combining the Find My Friends and Find My iPhone app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. We heard a little bit about this before. Yeah, it's that, and they're going to do a Tile product. Tile works by th- those little tags that you get are Bluetooth low energy. And just emit a signal for a few years before the, built the battery, battery runs out. Right, yeah. yeah, before the battery runs out, you only know where your product is because other people with the Tile app have to go by, and then they can go, "Oh, uh, that tag has been here." They don't know whose tag it is or anything; they're just yeah. randomized numbers. But that that lets them know if that cloud of devices becomes everyone with iOS 13 that's huge <laughs> right. now that yeah. it comes really like somebody with an Very iPhone's going to go buy that thing that you right. left somewhere yeah. right and then you're really going to know yeah. so it's going to work so great yeah. You know, so much better than all these third party. There's tiles, not the only one. So give you an idea. Yeah. Tile yeah. is garbage in a rural area. It's, it's going to be a lot exactly. better in a very highly, you know, populated major city. And right. uh, we're at. But yeah, if, if I were, you know, like, where did I lose my, you know, thing in Victoria, Texas or something? Yeah. Good luck with that. Because there's going to be a lot fewer people with a, a tile, with a app, tile app. Yes. But somebody's got an iPhone. Exactly. And then you'll go like, oh, a ping came up on that thing I lost. It was at the, I dropped it at the hardware store okay yes. you know there's also going to be a uh, updated home app mm-hmm. that needs it that interface yeah. is so weird it is so it's not so non-apple right yeah. what's going on with that yeah uh that's one of the apps that they're going to put on mac os mm. i think yes i think that's one of the marzipan yeah. well it's, it's, it's already on or it's one of the first ones right i, I believe along with voice memos is and- it I forget. I, I don't use all of those. Yes. I, use, yeah, I don't news. use Home, <laughs> yeah. but I, I believe it. I, I believe use the it news is, one. Okay. I believe it is one of the first apps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To be brought over. What else? There's some maps updates, yeah. which of yeah. course they're we know they're working on hard on. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. A lot of this is not all that surprising. Yeah, yeah. it's not surprising. It's the, the updates to mail to make it easier to sort of manage your mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mute threads and stuff like that. That's that's good stuff. That's right. all like kind of yeah. You got to be doing that. Obviously. Yep. Now, these are only the, or not only, but these are very consumer level mm-hmm. features. Because whenever Apple does WWDC and introduces iOS, the new iOS, they highlight a bunch of features, a dozen or so. But then there are like several more dozens of other features that maybe are more developer focused or right. more, maybe more enterprise focused. So, I mean, these are the more interesting features that consumers would probably be into yeah oh this is the big one homepod getting multiple users mm, yes that's yeah. that's oh that's my god one. that's nice that's like critical yeah, yeah we just need multiple users for ipads that would be nice <laughs> i don't know if they want to do that or if it's easy yeah. because of the way they partition out like user space and mm-hmm. stuff but uh yeah that'd be good so wwdc is in june 
we'll uh, get a closer look at these features when Apple makes the formal announcement during the keynote. I had all those Apple Watch rumors too, didn't I? What's yes, that? Apple. Yes, I was going to segue into. Oh, sorry. I thought no, I was just, <laughs> yeah. in addition to iOS features, there's a new, new watch rumors. The big one being that there will be a app store for the Apple Watch. Yeah. Right on the watch. On the watch itself. And that'll be so. big because that'll that'll you know if people like their Android phones or their Pixel three A's or something like that, they can you know get an Apple Watch because that is the best smartwatch there is right now, and uh, you know and just be able to buy it. Kind of reminds I, me of what they I did wonder, with their iPod. I what wonder if they can, because well, that's good. You question. still have to set it up with an iPhone. Right. It needs oh. your Apple ID and all that stuff. So it's a wonder. I wonder if they're going to make it something that you can use without. Without an iPhone just at all, a standalone watch. I yeah. think that would, you know, if they could pull that off, that would be big. That's what I. Yeah, think. I mean, they're not having any trouble being the number one watch in the world anyway. That's right. But well, yeah, you, yeah, you know what? They have a prototype of that working at at in Cupertino yeah. somewhere. It's just whether the battery life and you know can sustain it. And I guess you you have to have a you have to have connectivity all the time. Yeah. So that's you know, and it's a change in how the Apple Watch operates because right now. An Apple Watch app has to have an iPhone app. Right. Like there is no, even if it's only an app you want to run, it's got to have some companion app on the iPhone. Mm -hmm. You install an iPhone app and it has an Apple Watch version. So this might signal that there are going to be apps that are only for the Apple Watch Mm -hmm. if they're going to actually put the store on the watch. So is it? Is it? Could be that way. Is it correct to say that because there's an Apple Watch app, the Apple Watch is designed so that the iPhone handles a certain amount of processing in order to it, save it. It was definitely save. that way at the beginning, but it's becoming yes. less and less the case. Yes. There are there there are things, but still just just things like your Apple ID and stuff like that. Like you don't set that up on the watch. Right. Right. You 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 tie a watch to your phone and it grabs all that stuff from your phone and that's how Yeah. If you were to use an app store on the watch, mm-hmm. it needs to know your Apple ID. You need to have an Apple ID. Yeah. It needs to run that. If you're an Android user, it doesn't have that. So either they need to make a watch app for Android where you put in your security credentials and mm-hmm. sign yeah. up for an Apple yeah. ID that you don't have and all that stuff, or they need to do all that on the watch during the setup process, right, right. which is not really something that Apple wants. I don't want to type in my apple id on them <laughs> and see that's the problem is searching for this stuff on a store you know how is that interface going to work so yeah. we're sitting there worried about you know yeah. text input by setting up your account you also have to look for apps through that app store and that could be awkward i, th- I think it's gonna be super curated on the watch and you're okay. just gonna swipe through some recommendations and stuff uh, and then that would be my guess because type like typing search phrases and yeah. all that it's really awkward but then in the watch app on ios you would be able to do a lot more Right. There's a store that's more robust. Basically, what you're saying is there's a it's a it's basically just a UI interface, mm-hmm. and the iPhone handles most of the work, so to speak. My guess the, would be the that store. they're not really separating it fully from the iPhone, yeah, yeah. because of the whole Apple ID and Makes security sense. thing yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I really think it would be you know maybe we're not that close to it yet. But if they could separate it entirely, that would be you know good for sales yeah a lot of people want an apple watch and i wonder how many of them are just like i want an apple watch but i have an android it's like right. somebody told me i can't use it with my samsung yeah. or whatever one of the other mm. cool things is that you know that they were suggesting is that you know you'll get a new california dial that mixes roman numerals with arabic numerals and i like that because you know the really elegant watch faces like you know they only you have to buy like a hermes edition or something like that right. and that's what this sounds like and i would like to have that where it just looks you know like a classic watch more watch faces is good but everybody wants a watch kit or something wants third custom party. third party custom watch faces and it yeah. doesn't sound like i don't think we're gonna that's get happening that. yeah, yeah. And, and I don't understand why we won't we don't get that. Right? It's, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's not a security issue. Right. I, just... I know they have problems with like they don't want people copying real world watch faces mm-hmm. because those are all trademarked mm-hmm. or using trademarked oh, images. But they would still have to approve them just like they do in the App Store. Exactly. You can make watch kits say like, "Oh, here's your interface elements that don't include yeah. like trademarked mm-hmm. stuff." You know they're just not going to willy-nilly let people upload anything they want. Yeah, just would let people – yeah. So I think there's ways to do this. I think Apple just doesn't want to for some reasons. Yeah. For reasons. (laughs) Yeah. 
They're bringing voice memos to it, which means Thank maybe God. maybe I'll. I mean, I have I have just press record, which uh-huh. I love. Mm. But if voice memos is on my watch and it syncs through iCloud and it's on my Mac and it's on my iPhone, there's I, no more point for just press record. Yeah, I mean, just press record does such an awesome auto translation mm-hmm. to text. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the only reason I care. Yeah, they were shocked that they did not already have voice memos on the Apple Watch when yeah. I was doing that. I was really shocked. Yeah. So, and a calculator finally. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Where's Where's that been? They've been calculator <laughs> watches for thirty years, forty years. As they don't have yeah. a calculator on the iPad either. That's yeah. the one that blows my mind. See, I would want even like a calculator <laughs> watch face, yes. just so it could look like the calculator watches of thirty years ago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I was a kid and I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool when yes. I was a kid that he had a calculator watch. Just because it looked cool to People me. still wear them just kind of for that hipster right. ancient yes. vibe, you know. I've yeah. never seen anyone – I've seen a lot of people wear them and I've never seen anyone use it as a calculator. <laughs> exactly. But that's all right. Yeah. Uh, there's also maybe a couple more health-based apps. There's something that uh, is called Dose mm. for daily medication reminders. It's a good idea. Yeah, uh, something called cycles or menstrual period tracking. Yep, they need to do better on that, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of surprised that those are separate apps and not under the health app, but maybe it makes sense to put it, make them separate apps. I don't know. So mm-hmm. They're probably yeah. all tracked under the health app on your iPhone, True. but and separate it, apps, just like Breathe is its own app right. and stuff. It's not, an, it's not a, quote, activity like working out, so right, and on the watch you want simplified as much as possible. Yeah. So single use app right. purposes make more sense on a watch than yeah than like a health a health app that you have to navigate through on your watch to get to your dose. Yeah, you know, dose could be really cool because uh, how many how many people are going to buy Apple watches for their aging parents because <laughs> they have slip and fall emergency detection and m- reminds them of their medications. <laughs> Here, Grandma. Well, I mean, my complication, you know, I have a complication on my watch. My reminder is, you know, take your eye drops at (laughs) 1 o'clock every day. There you go. Yeah. So. That's exactly the kind of thing a a smartwatch is good for. More so than a phone. Like, that's exactly what you want to tap on your wrist and go like, oh, time to take my. Precisely. Yeah. So we should uh, see more. It's going to be a big, big, busy WWDC. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a long Even if they don't keynote. release any products, yeah. there's a lot of ground to cover on this software. Yeah. Yeah. The macOS stuff was the thinnest of mm-hmm. what he said. It's like, always, it's, always been the thinnest. <laughs> right. It's true. But so, like yeah. it was it was basically they're bringing some Marzipan stuff over. Pause, uh, Apple Music and Podcasts will get their own apps right. instead of all being stuffed into iTunes, mm-hmm. which is big. Start yeah. to break up iTunes. That's good. In it its favor, even though I would like to, you know, I would love to be surprised by macOS. When I use macOS, I, I'm less of the the mind that I really wish this had this or this. I, I feel that way with iOS. Yeah, it's, it's so mature. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're ahead on some stuff. They're like, you know, they got dark mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I love Mojave. If, yeah, if that's not clear, yeah. I actually love Mojave. Yeah, I think they do a good do- job. I think the main sticking points for me are that iTunes is a disaster. Yes, I agree. It's just everything in one app, and it's yeah. a mess. So break that apart into things, which looks like they're doing. And screen time. Let's have screen time on the Mac. Too. Mm-hmm. So some stuff to look forward to in less than a month. Yep. Yeah. In about a month. So. First week of June. Yeah, and we'll be there to cover it all, so. Keep an eye on Macworld for our WWDC coverage in June. So now it's time for our two-minute tip on this part of the show. A Macworld staffer will present a quick tip for your Apple device. This week, Leif has a tip that involves your iPhone, specifically how to create custom vibration ringtones. Yep. And yeah, and this is for my 11, you know, like tips and tricks that, you know, little, little known ones that you should be using for your iPhone. And that's 11 two minute tips. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're going to go through. (laughs) We've got the rest of the year. Yeah. All planned out. All planned out now. (laughs) So, you know, you're, you're at an advantage here on a podcast because I'm actually going to go into a lot more depth than I do in the the actual article. But, uh, so. I think it's safe to say that a lot of us keep our phones on vibrate these days, but unfortunately that means it's a lot harder to tell who's calling than it was in the golden age of ringtones a few years ago. But 
as I show in this week's story, Apple lets you make custom vibrations, or you can use a, you know, a number of preset ones. And there are a couple of ways to go about this, but the easiest and the most intuitive route, you should open up the contact you want to make a custom vibration for in your iPhone's contacts app. And once you're on that page, hit edit in the upper right corner. And around the middle of the page, you should see ringtones, so press that. And once you're on the page that pops up, press vibration, and that'll be around the top of the page. Here you'll see all those preset vibrations, and if you like any of those, you know, like symphony and stuff, feel free to press one of those and you're done. But if you really want to give a vibration a, a personal flair, press create new vibration. You'll see then see a new blank screen that pops up and it tells you to create a vibration pattern and you do just that. So in my case, when a certain acquaintance calls, I tapped out the Imperial March from Star Wars, you know, and so that's what I feel in my pocket whenever that person's call and you can imagine how I, <laughs> I feel about that. But whatever you choose, you have a full 10 seconds to record it and if you plan on getting a lot of text from that person's, I recommend keeping the custom vibration short. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so once you're done, press save and give the vibration a name. And once you've done this, it'll automatically set as the contact's vibration tone. Alternatively, you can uh, you know create the vibration separately by going into the settings app and then pressing sounds and haptics. Again, you'll see vibrations at the top, so you can select it and make custom vibrations tones. But when you want to tie it to a specific contact, you'll still have to go back to the contacts app and assign it the same way you did in the previous step. And it's just a lot easier to do it from the contacts app. And that's it for today's two-minute tip. Um, got ten other tips in my article, for <laughs> so be sure to check them out. Is that is that Imperial March for your ex? I'm guessing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually like my ex. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. It's for my mom. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Custom vibrations are actually uh, for people like me. I have my phone in my pocket all the time, and I almost always have the sound off. Mm -hmm. I yeah, just use here. vibrate all the time, and it really is a good way to let someone yeah. know. I don't need it now as much as I did before I started wearing an Apple Watch all the time, because mm -hmm. now I can. Even right. without the sound on, I can yes. look at my watch and see who's calling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's great. There's yeah. a graphic going around talking about the history of the music industry and that, you know, streaming revenue is finally going back up to, you know, you know, the big highs that we had when Napster was around, you know, and right after Napster was a big jump off. But yeah, along that, it shows ringtones. Ringtones got really popular in the last decade. And then that sharply dropped off. So that's yeah. I was going to bring that up. Like yeah. you mentioned ringtones and I'm like, isn't it time for Apple to stop selling ringtones? <laughs> For ninety nine cents, yeah, it's it's out of fashion. I, I didn't realize they still sold. Really. They can't do. can't they just like if you have an Apple Music subscription, here's a billion free ringtones. <laughs> yes. Just go nuts, right? Put it part, make it part of the Apple Music, yeah. Subscription, just plan. you know, uh, this is why, and they're stupidly priced. They're like ninety nine cents and up, like if for for a little clip of a song. I I know rights and all that stuff, so yeah, make right. it an Apple Music thing, and just give me all the ringtones. <laughs> it's hard to edit a ringtone on your iPhone. It is. Yeah, it is. You can, it is. Mm -hmm. you, there's apps that do it, but they're a pain and they're expensive and they're sketchy. And you can do it on your Mac. All you have to do is take a clip, make it an M, an M4A, M4A. An, an, an AAC file yeah. of a certain length and size, yeah. and then rename it M4R. And then you <laughs> right. can drag it into iTunes and sync it. Then you have to sync with iTunes, which is not something people do anymore. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Every time I start to make a custom ringtone for someone, I think, this is just too much time to invest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ringtone, right? Yes. <laughs> and the vibrations is a lot simpler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it takes I'll just use yeah. what's built in and, and or create a custom uh, vibration. Just, this, this is too much work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. So there's your free idea, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Add that to Apple Music ringtones. There you go. Blow us away. Yeah. And make and that'll make ringtones popular again. Right. <laughs> it's yep. not a thing anymore. <laughs> if you want more details, check out Leif's article. He also has, like he said, ten more tips. Uh, we have a link on our show notes, and it's on the uh, Apple homepage. And we'll keep adding to that. Yeah. That yeah. article of like these are like things you didn't think of. Right, you don't know. and with you know iOS 13 exactly. coming out soon, there'll be 11 more new features that yeah. you'll need to learn about. Now it's time for your hot takes. We love to read your comments and questions. Let us know what you're thinking on Twitter. That's at MacWorld. 
on the Macworld Facebook page, or you can send us an email at podcast at Apple. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't do <laughs> don't the news because that won't get you anywhere. Yeah. It's podcast at Macworld.com. So our first comment comes from Ian Minton on Facebook. This is in response to the iOS 13 features, the leak uh, that we had in our feature discussion. And he wrote, another snoozer from Apple, yikes. <laughs> it must be so embarrassing for them to be so darn boring. Here's a question, though. When are they going to make sure what they've already done from years past work correctly like it's supposed to? Now, every year somebody <laughs> yep. says this. To a certain extent, it's true. To another extent, it's like, come on, man. Do really? I, don't, I don't think most people would be happy with Apple basically every year upending the whole iOS interface and everything yeah. like that. And when they that were doing it, the people were griping. Yeah, yeah they get annoying yeah. real fast. Mm-hmm. There are things that definitely need improvement. And it sounds from the list like there's a lot. They're fixing a lot of gripes. Yeah. <laughs> they are. A lot yeah. of things that need to be fixed, especially when you start going into all the way the iPad work. And at stuff. the same time, I would like to see stuff like we saw at Google I.O. It's just that does make you go, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder how many things, if there's stuff German didn't cover, I'm or, hoping, cover right. or hear about, especially with regards to Siri. Yeah. And then, of course, there's there's bits of iOS that they always keep for the iPhone reveal. Mm-hmm. Because right. they're kind of tied to the new iPhone the, the hardware, or the new yeah. hardware. Like, they never talk about camera improvements, even if there's going to be some, right. because they're going to save that for talking about how great the camera is in right. the new iPhone. Yeah. And I've also found that people who make this kind of comment <laughs> tend not to make full use of all the features. Yeah. You know I mean, they're, yeah. they're and, and they don't have a desire to, or don't, they don't have a need to. That's okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's fine. Like, yeah. I, I think Apple does work very hard to improve what they've mm-hmm. done. I, I think that's also involved in like, like we were saying, it's going to be faster and more efficient. So and I think that also goes in hand in hand with making improvements of current features. Mm-hmm. Whenever people leak things to German and stuff like that, I always hope like, yeah, I'll give, you know, this is, this is the boring stuff and, you know, but yeah. I, I won't tell them about the really cool stuff or, you know, <laughs> maybe it's one of those things that, you know, because of the way they are, like the bigger stuff, they actually do manage to keep it more under wraps. And uh, yeah. whereas this stuff is more, would probably be in bigger, you know, wider spread builds and stuff. And some of it is once you see it, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, wow, that's that's cooler than I thought it was yeah. from that two yeah. sentence description in the leak that I read. You yeah. know, so it's yeah. much cooler. And there's the nothing thing. in there about photos. They could, no. do, they could do better with photos. Oh, God. Like yeah. the face identification needs to get more accurate. That's just making it. But like start identifying my pets and stuff like Google does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't in a leak, but I could see that being one of the things. Yes. Yeah. You know. Our next comment comes from at Shank the Tank on Twitter. And this is actually in regards to augmented reality and its implementation in iOS. His tweet was basically how he was using AR and he's he he tweeted that he's currently writing up a review of a VR game and needed to measure his play area and that's a practical application of AR that we he thinks we need more of mm-hmm. i used apple's measure app to grab the dimensions and we need more of these AR apps instead of gimmicks yeah, yeah. i totally agree measures and- measures all right especially for doing something like a large floor area where you don't need to be exact yeah Mm-hmm. You could be off for a couple inches, and for measuring your VR space, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's the kind of thing. Right. It just needs to be built into stuff we do with our phones every day. Well, see, yeah. I think this this may have been in reference to an AR article, you know, that I wrote, and I didn't include measuring that because I was focusing on third ones. But I did sure. a video of that yesterday, by the way, which will be out either probably on Monday. But uh, but I didn't include measuring that, but because my attention, you know, I was wor- focusing on third party in the article, but. I, I really wanted to focus on apps that give you, a, you know, it's called the best ones, but I want to give you an idea of the apps that really give you an idea of how AR can be useful every day on your phone. Yeah. And yeah. so measure definitely counts on that. And that's why I count, included it in the video. But uh, like Jason said, it's not that precise. And I think before AR really takes off, we're going to need something that's like the true dev sensors on the rear camera of the phone that can actually, you know, 
really measure out this stuff. I don't know how far away that is, but I think that's when AR is really going to take off is when we have something like that, that, you know, instead of using machine learning and judging from photos, you like face ID, it is actually mapping out the stuff. But I agree. Yes. I do agree with Tim Cook, as I said in the article that AR more than VR has the potential to really change our lives. But you know, certain things like that need to be improved. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Mac World Podcast, episode number 650. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through uh, SoundCloud.com, or on Spotify. If you have comments or questions, you can email us at podcasts at MacWorld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter at MacWorld or on Facebook. Join us next week as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next week. (laughs) 